0: Campfire. The chants came over the hills, its voices piercing and shrill. It resounded in mass baritone and would gradually find its peak of a banshee army wailing, its pitch high and screeching. It cut through the dark night, which was lit by full moon. I clumsily unzipped the tent floor and made my way outside the campgrounds. It was cold, the air frosted, and unforgiving. I was deep in the forest edging Kings Canyon National Park. Maria convinced me to take a last-minute road trip. We shared an artist loft in downtown, and the city was getting to us. Too many noises. The sound of loud pistons from park buses below, the yells of the deranged and homeless, the cackles of drunkards and clubbers. We quickly packed and made a stop to a local Walmart, picked up a few supplies, filled up the tank, and jumped on the 5 North. She insisted on driving, although she had just got in from a day of work, She wanted to get out, and she was determined to be in the driver's seat. The drive took us a good five hours. I was surprised that she was still awake. We stopped by a small supply shop before we camped. We needed a few more things, wood for campfire and a thermos. We were lucky and found a camping ground in the middle of the night. With flashlights in hand, we found flat land, and we began to gather rocks and branches to create a makeshift fire pit. Once the fire was lit, I opened the cooler and pulled out a six-pack of Newcastle. I also pulled out a Ziploc bag from my pocket, and inside were four expertly rolled joints. I lit one, took a hit, and handed it over to her. She sat by a log by the fire. She wasn't talking to me. She was in some type of mood, and I didn't bother asking. I kept busy by pitching the tent and taking out some meat from the cooler. I skewered a few pieces and roasted the steak over the fire. I handed the stick to her as she quietly chewed while taking another swig of her beer. It's cold out, I said. Yeah, she replied. We sat there on separate logs and we watched the wood burn. I could hear the chirps of crickets, and Maria appeared to look somewhat content. It was hard to figure her out these days. She used to be brimming with joy. She used to be jubilant. She would laugh at the top of her lungs and wouldn't give a care of the world. It was this that attracted me. Of course, it didn't hurt that she was drop dead gorgeous. She was a classic beauty, a brunette bombshell. She had fair skin, high cheekbones, a bright smile the twinkle in her eye which she expressed whenever she was genuinely interested in something, and I knew how to make her eyes twinkle. We had been together for nearly two years, and the honeymoon phase was clearly over. We had grown tired of one another. The artist's loft became less a place of romance and more of a mundane routine. The candlelit evenings, the bottles of red wine, cigarettes by the windowsill, music wafting, foreign films projected on walls, these things became common and were no longer held sacred. We desperately needed an escape, and tonight signified either the beginning or the end of something between us. After we smoked our first joint, she blurred out, I really needed to be here. I needed to be away. I looked at her and realized it didn't make a difference if I was next to her. She could have easily been sitting here with somebody else, and that was all she needed, a sounding board. She drivelled on about her work, her sister, her mother, her father. I sat there and listened. I knew most of these stories. There were others that were new, but they all had a similar theme weaving throughout, a river of melancholy muddling onto one another. Gradually, she became tired, and we decided to turn in for the night. I put out the fire and we crept inside our tent. Her body would get cold easily, and tonight she felt like a cadaver. She clung tight to me as I warmed her up. I gently massaged her neck and her arms. She wrapped her legs around mine. Her knees were cold against my thighs. We held on to each other as we drifted into the night. It was dark early morning when we heard the first wave of droning, the voices invade our sleep. Maria held on to me and whispered in panic, "What the fuck is that?" "Hold on, let me find out," I said as I grabbed blindly to the floor to find my shoes. I unzipped the tent door and the voices were loud and omnipresent. The moon was positioned over us, its light shining bright. I was stunned at its beauty. My eyes seemed to make out its craters. The voices were booming, and Maria joined me outside. It sounds like a church, and I can make out Korean words. must be some kind of prayer, some Pentecostal speaking in tongues retreat, I informed her. I heard about these churches. These were a big thing in the Korean community. I knew a few friends whose parents got caught up in one of those places. They would awake in the wee hours of the morning and join an early riser prayer group where they chanted together. Exciting each other, that would gradually form into mass hysteria. A few would speak in wild gibberish and scream, their bodies groveling on the floor, holding onto their stomachs tightly while weeping. Others would gather around with raised hands and scream, Yes, Cristo! Which roughly translated into, Oh save us, dear Lord Jesus. I always wondered if such public displays of mania found their affectations to something deeper. Something primal to the Korean soul relating to the gut, that shamanistic ritual of commencing with the unknown. Was it that reach to uncover that pain, that grief, that loss, that essence of the Han? I relived the fire so we could keep warm. We sat on logs, I lit another joint, and we smoked away, waiting for the chance to dissipate. Maria seemed calm, but I could tell her mind was distant. She was looking off into the night, peering through the ether. There was much to entangle. I let her be. I loved this woman, but I could tell there were certain corridors in her heart she had not shared with me. Perhaps she never entered into those rooms either. Soon, the night restored itself to silence. Even the chirps of the crickets were gone. Only the sound of the last log, its soft crackle of embers echoed. Maria made her way back to the tent. I remained outside and finished my smoke. I inhaled deeply, looked into that dark, dense foliage, and exhaled.